Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have first-time guest Jess Grippo is here. Hey. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You're wel- have you podcasted before or no? Is this... I have. Okay. I've, yeah, I've been on a few podcasts here and there. I make my own. I call them um, personal podcasts where I just record myself talking to a voice memo in the car. That's like my new thing. Really? I like that. <laughs> so I pretend that I'm like doing a podcast, but I'm not. And I will never share them with anyone. Probably. I was going to say, do they go anywhere? Maybe, no, they don't. Maybe at some point I will decide to. That's really smart, actually. Like little voice car memos. You could put them together. That could yeah. be a really... I don't know what they are yet, but I feel like I haven't been making time. I used to journal. Like I have stacks of journals from when I was a little girl. I used to write all the time. And I've stopped making time to do that, you know, or like at the end of the night, I just like write out the shit or do the morning pages, you know, from the artist way. I haven't been doing that. So this feels the closest thing to that where it's just this brain dump and it's a it's a space for me to just blab and get whatever yeah. is going on in the brain and in the heart and the soul whatever wherever it's coming from just get it out of me and it's amazing because I feel I feel different after there's like something that's amazing and it, isn't it interesting the like recording it is different than not re- like I don't know maybe I'm maybe I should try it without recording it one time and see what it's like just to say it out loud and yeah no there's definitely something to putting something whether it's on paper or virtual paper or just getting it out in some way, like where, you know, rather than just speaking it and have it going nowhere. But I have found that at least speaking it is better than not speaking it at all. Yes. So you have different like steps, different levels, but definitely just getting it out in some way. Um, You need to, because so many people, we just hold our thoughts in all day. We just had a thing where I won't get into it, but like, I just started blabbing about a certain thing and like I didn't even know how it was happening or why but it's like when we sit with our own thoughts for too long and you don't express them they need to come out and that's what we'll get into the dance thing in a second but like we need outlets for our feelings our thoughts or we fucking explode yes yeah (laughs) um So Jess is, I mean, you're a dancer, but I would say a dancer and an entrepreneur um, and an entertainment in in a way. I don't know if you would say that yet, but you really have this combination of things. And I would love for you to describe your business that you started with dance because I think it's fucking amazing. Thank you. Well, so I'm in a bit of a, there's like an evolution happening with what I'm doing right now too, as we've kind of spoken about. So the way... With my dance work, basically how it started out was me, I mean, back in the day I was a ballerina and I quit when I was 19 years old because that whole world felt way too restrictive and I didn't really see any other possibilities. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll never be a dancer again. Close that chapter. Goodbye. Yeah. I got into the world of holistic health and I was a women's health coach for years and I was like, I wanted to help people. Like there was always that part of me and Little by little, this voice in me started creeping up that was, um, you got to do something creative or you got to dance again. Right. There was that that feeling that like we what we just talked about, uh, needing the expression and the outlet was building up so much. And that's when I started dancing, but in my own way, because there was no way I was stepping foot into a dance studio again and like getting into that traditional world but I started making my own dance videos and finding my creative voice within that outlet of dancing however I wanted to whenever I wanted to and and making something with it and so long story short that led me to create a company called You Can Dance Again which is all about inviting people in who are in that similar place where it's like you either you quit dancing a long time ago or or you always wanted to but you felt too intimidated you never really like gave yourself a chance to dance and to do that in a space where you don't feel like intimidated just by looking around the room because everyone's looking you up and down or you know whatever like yes. in a lot of like super dancey studios that it's it can be uh, really intimidating. I would hate that yeah have you ever taken a class like that when I was in middle school I think I took a couple um uh, not a lot I think I took like a jazz class once and like I did ballet for a couple times and I was like I, I was too intimidated essentially yeah. to continue but no it's it's you're right you're being stared at and 
anytime I, I do like choreography to a degree, but anytime anything feels too rigid in general, I start to get like this panicky feeling and it's hard to flow, which is what dance is all about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I love about, you know, part of your mission is like, first of all, you can dance again, says it all because so many of us shut it down when we're little kids. Because if you watch like three-year-olds at a birthday party and a song comes on, they're all shaking their booties. They're going with the vibration. And then, you know, we all learn, not all of us, because some of us keep the dancing gene open, but a lot of us, we shut it down, not just with dancing, with singing and other things. We're like, oh gosh, I don't want people to see me. Maybe they'll make fun of me. We kind of get- this cool? Yes. Am I artsy enough to do this? Or like, I'm not an artist. I I can't do this because I'm not a quote unquote artist. Like we stop ourselves in so many ways. Yes. Sorry, I have like hair stuck to my sock that I'm just putting onto the floor. (laughs) That's gross. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, yes, yes. Um, Probably my hair. I shed a lot. (laughs) No, it's definitely mine. It's like right in my sock. Um, I know whenever I say to Shane, I'm like, Jada sheds everywhere. He's like, mom, your hair is everywhere. And I'm like, okay, good point. Good point. Um, but yeah, we, we, we shut that down. And what I love about your thing is like, you can open it back up whenever you can be an adult who hasn't danced since you were three and still learn how to like slowly move that thing, make that muscle work again, but not where you necessarily have to learn these complicated, uh, choreographed moves that you might not be ready for. But I feel like you could also take them there if someone wanted to go there. Yeah, you can totally go there. And I, what, if I look at the evolution of my dance videos from, I started making them in 2009 around and we're in 2017. So it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of dance video making over the years. And if I look back, there's a very clear evolution from like without really trying, I think the videos like they have gotten a little more technical, like more of my technique has gotten back and I've started to teach dance more too. So that is a part of it. But it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to be the best dancer ever. That's why I'm going to start again. I'm going to take these classes. And like and sometimes that's totally great. Yeah. And like that can really serve a purpose of like, I want to go and I want to take this whatever class, whether it be salsa or I don't even know, some sort of like very specific dance class. And you're like, I want to learn this and be the best at it and tour around the world and be in competition. Great. That's totally a thing. And that can be super freeing, healing, whatever you want to call it. Right. For me. And and I think there's a part of me that maybe does want to do a version of that at some point. But for me and getting back to dance, it was it was not about that at all. Like I didn't see dance as like okay, I'm going to get back into dance. Let me choose a style of dance to get back into. I was like, I want to get back into my dance. Like, what is my dance? I don't even know what my dance is because I spent so long trying to fit into the box of what I thought it should be. That's beautiful. I love that. And that's what makes it um, feel, what's the word? Like you're able to do it because as I've opened back up to dance and a lot of me opening back up was actually by going to the get down and those kinds of, Yes. conscious dance parties um and I remember the first time I went and I actually went with Allie Mason's the one who got me into them um I remember just being so nervous and in my head and like because people there were just like letting it go like that you know mm-hmm. and I remember being like oh my god and just starting to move my body again and then over time I started to get more and more free although when we've talked about this I really was craving more of like a hip-hop pop um dance soundtrack that's the kind of stuff I like to dance to so that was a part of hindering it too was for me um what is it it's EDM and techno like I can't I can't do three hours of it 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 just becomes one (laughs) thing eventually so um I wanted that but it really allowed me to start just moving my body however the fuck my body wanted to move without thinking I had to do a specific style yeah Exactly. And that's that's a great point, because I think if anyone is out there listening who feels, well, I just I can't dance or I I never really get into it. Well, maybe it's because it's not the right music or not the right environment. Like sometimes we have to experiment with things and like find find the the kind of music or the right environment that's going to spark that like, oh, yes, I'm laughing because have you ever been to five rhythms? Yes. Okay. (laughs) so I have I have mixed 
feelings about it because on one hand I absolutely love it and think it's such a great environment to let loose and move but like on another hand I stopped going for a couple reasons and one was because so the room can get pretty crowded sometimes and there are these dudes in there that like almost it's like almost like anger therapy. I don't know if you know what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's like it, it almost stops being about dancing and also minding your space. Like I was with a friend. I don't mean to laugh because it was horrific. I'm laughing at the guy. Is like so my friend came. It was like me, her, and another friend. And this dude was like flailing around. Like I wouldn't even call it dance, honestly, at this point. Like it was like like electrocution in the air and like. <laughs> He like got her right in the calf. Like yeah. she was injured for like at least a month or two. Like ba- like oh, we had to leave God. immediately. That's why it's like not funny because it was like bad, but it was like funny in the sense you're like, really yeah, you're like, what the fuck? Like this is supposed to be like the spiritual dance party. And there are these maniac dudes, not all of them. Some are fucking wonderful and they're mindful of their space. But like, I'm laughing. So I'm a year ago, I told a story about there was like this one dude who was a ballerino there with his girlfriend who didn't like to dance. And he was just doing these like sexy plies for her. And she just would stand there and be like, ah, ah, ah. I was I couldn't stop staring. So I was laughing because I picked the last time I talked about it. I was like, she was I did her voice. Where I was like, she's like my ballerina boyfriend. I love my ba-. anyway. Um, so I had that thought. But like, there are some dudes there that just like, I don't know. I felt like they were abusing the environment almost and that they weren't being disciplined enough. Like if I was running that class, I, because you know, a lot of spiritual people, they think they always need to talk like this and we're swaying. And I would have been like, okay, Hey everyone, like this is an environment about love, community and connection, but like, stop the fuck punching people. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And like, eventually I think after my friend got hurt, I heard them as we were leaving, like the woman being like, now please, um, remember that you have, and I was like, no, 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 there's no please. Um, it's yo motherfuckers. This is a good space where people are trying to feel safe and express themselves. You cannot fuck. Cause I think they're almost unconsciously like aggressively, getting in women's spaces. Oh my God. And I'm yeah. sure you've seen there are some dudes that are like fucking dry humping in the middle of that. And I'm like, this is not a dry humping party. Some of us are single and haven't gotten dick in a long time. I do not need to see you dry humping Linda. Okay. <laughs> Back up. But no one fucking, you know, these. I love, clearly I'm spiritual and I love a lot of spiritual people, but like there are some fucking maniacs that need to yeah. be, like we need to get on the fucking speaker and be like, yo, put your dick away. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of maniacs. Well, and I think... <laughs> What I'm hearing in your in what you're saying is it's it's actually it's speaking a lot to not I I wouldn't put it on five rhythms and I, I can share my thoughts on five rhythms too but I I think it is more of that that idea of like of of a dude in a space who's not aware and who like feel like there there's something about that right to just take up all that space and gorilla like literally it. injuring someone yes. that you know what's that about and I mean I don't know if we want to go in that direction but there's you know there's that whole thing and then from the five rhythms perspective you're like how do you fu- how do you drop kick a woman <laughs> in five <laughs> rhythms I would love to see a slow motion of that just to understand it was like, insane she was is. I felt so bad because it was like my idea to go so like of course I fucking oh, harbored man. yeah it would but like a I knew who it was too, because we like you could see the dude fucking flailing before it all happened, and you're yeah. like rolling your eyes. Yeah, I remember in my early experiences with Five Rhythms, there was a couple of times where there were people be like convulsing on the floor, yes, and, and which is like I'm all about <laughs> having those total like bodily releases and just getting into it, and I think it's I think it's important, and it's something that you know can be healing for us, right? Um, and for me at the time, like when I was experimenting with five rhythms, like it, like being in that environment where it didn't feel, it didn't feel, I don't know if safe is the word or, uh, supported enough where I felt like, oh yeah, like I had no idea that I thought I was going into a dance class. What's going on right now? Like there wasn't really a a framing of that. And, Mm -mm. and I think, and and one of my one of my friends teaches five rhythms and she's amazing and I've taken her classes and I've loved them you know so it's yeah. like 
I think it also depends. Who on is it? Daniela. Daniela. I love her. Yes. I've taken one of hers. Daniela Platner's classes are great, and she's I get amazing. so much from her classes. Yes. And then I've taken other five rhythms classes, and been like, um. I, I'm glad you said that because I did take one of her and Mackenzie's class. It was like, I think, together at the mm-hmm. time. And it was fucking... First of all, I also liked the other one. I think her name was Tammy. I, I liked hers too. But I did feel a difference with Daniela's. There was a spaciousness and there was yeah. more of a consciousness about your space and hers. Yeah. And I just think like we need to like voice when we're feeling unsafe. Yeah. And I think there's that deeper thing where you already knew there was a threat almost in the room. But we were all trying to be so polite, especially in this like mm-hmm. kind of hippie environment. It's like, oh, I don't want to hinder someone's creativity. And it's like, yeah, but he's about to take out someone's calf muscle. You know what I mean? Like it's we. I feel like we've forgotten that boundaries and confrontation in a sense, like positive confrontation is completely necessary. And it's kind of, we'll bring in a little bit what we were talking. We talked a lot before yeah. we started podcasting, but like, and I'm not, I won't mention this comic's name but like I have so much fucking hair stuck in my sock it is disgusting I'll get to it later anyway um so I was at the New York Comedy Club last night and there's like a cool well I was hanging out with like a bunch of cool comedian people whatever but one dude made a joke that was like one of those typical misogynistic like a woman just yaps her mouth and doesn't shut up and I had just recorded labia game. So I was not in the mood for females to be fucked with. And I just like looked over. I was like, yeah, that was the hackiest shit I ever heard. I was like, a woman talks too much. Like, cause there are these almost like memes, right? It's like these currents that are so at this point, like old and they don't even make sense that we say like women do this and men do that. And it's like, men are just as sensitive as women. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, trying to say this like making fun of men. Like this is for men to claim your power. It's like when we say women are the ones that talk too much and women feel too much, you're hindering men from being able to talk and express themselves. It, yeah. it, we're doing everyone an insult. And this guy clearly didn't mean to do it. And you could tell I kind of shook him a little bit and he felt bad. But I'm glad in the way of I want him to like think about what he's saying. Like, I'm sure he talks a lot in a good way. And like, we just have these fucking memes that are old yeah, that we run. Exactly. I, I was telling you too, I was also like, and I shit, I'm a woman and I take shits and I fart and I burp because I'm just so sick of this. Like women aren't supposed to fart. And like, we can joke about it. Like we know that's not real, but like, there's still a thing. I'm t- here's an experiment. Ladies say in a crowd of people. In your next meeting, say, sorry, guys, I have to go up and take a mean poop. I'll be right back. And see, you will have at least one person, man or woman, that goes, women don't fart or poop. And like, even if it's a joke, like it's this fucking thing. And I'm like, no, we actually do. Yeah. We do. That's kind of when I'm when I'm dating someone or, you know, like there's that courting process. I'll quickly know whether or not this person can hang with me if they're willing to talk about poop like or yes. like if like you know like there's the kind of dudes that get totally grossed out by it and don't want to hear yeah. it and don't want to know that you poop and then they're like oh yeah totally totally oh yeah I took an awesome tip today great cool great you know what I mean it's, yeah it's, no it's it's, it's can thing. you yeah um, and I don't even mind like if a dude cringes at first but then catches himself and almost can be like wow that was a weird response like as long as like they can hang even because yeah. sometimes we just have responses that are like ingrained yeah. but we don't mean them yeah so as long as like you can get through those things but like it's fucking it's, it's interesting that we're going down this route of talking about <laughs> you know men and women and because um, it's interesting what's been coming up as a theme lately. I've actually had, so I've been talking about, I'm, I'm leading this uh, retreat. It's a day long immersion where from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, I'm guiding you through a process of creating a solo dance piece, Amazing. right? That That's like representative of some sort of transition you're in or a new superpower you want to cultivate or like something that is just, or like in remembrance of someone, right? Like something that's meaningful to you that you're in this process with. And at the end of the day, everyone performs it for each other. And it's like such a beautiful experience. I did this in June. It was all women. And, and I've had traditionally in my programs, I think I also, I was a women's health coach. I was talking to women about their periods all day long for eight years of my life, you know? Yeah. So, so it's, it's traditionally there's been women in my programs and I've had two men 
reach out to me after I promoted this event this week being like, hey, like, I'm curious why this is only open to women. I, I really think this is something I would want to do. And I was like, oh. And so I'm I'm thinking about opening it up to men that. too because, you know, that's the thing. Like, we can't say like, oh, well, you know, I do think there are spaces where women need to be amongst women only and that and especially when it comes to dance because that sense of safety yeah. in our bodies and any wounding that can that can come up there. And so I, I don't know if this is the one that I'm going to open up to men and women, but I, I do feel like there's something in that. And actually at Soul Camp this year too, I had this experience where I – impromptu I started to put together these movements I heard this song and I was like oh my god this song's amazing and I started based on like different things that were happening at camp I created this dance this like little like very gestural type of movements and I put it out there I made an announcement at breakfast I was like hey if anybody wants to be in the talent show with me I'll teach you these moves we're going to rehearse at these times and um and a friend of mine sent over this this guy and he said hey so-and-so is going to come and do your dancing. He's terrified, but please take good care of him. Aww. I think he's going to love this. And I was like, hey, come on. And he was like, I think there was maybe like one other guy that did it. He he learned, he was like, I'm really nervous. I was like, I totally hear you, right? Just whatever. Like, you can, you can do this, right? And he learned the dance. He got on stage with us, performed it at the talent show, right? It was mostly women, him and I think one other dude. And um, and it was it was such a it was such a beautiful experience. And then it gets even like I'm going to cry even talking about it. I got at Soul Camp, you write love notes to each other and leave it in your envelope at the end of the thing. And I got this letter from him that just brought me to tears saying how transformative it was for him to to be part of this dance piece and how thankful he was for me in the way that I helped him find his expression and connect to his body. And because as a man, he's like, he's like, I, I have a hard time talking to women. I, I've been taught for so many years to not be in touch with my feelings. And like, you got me on stage dancing in front of mostly women. And, and he was like, I, it was like so huge for him. And I was just like, Oh my God, you know, this is amazing. So, there's definitely like all that to say. I I think that that sort of space for men is really important. Too. It's so important because I think men, you know, I, I normally don't like doing the men and women thing except in the way we're doing it because I don't ever like to like I feel like with everything happening, people mistake feminism for like pitting the two groups together against each other instead mm-hmm. of rising together. And what I love with, with what you're bringing up is like we've really not weave, but collectively it's like men aren't supposed to feel feelings or be the creative artists that they were born to be and move their bodies. And we were watching, we'll get into the choreography, but like men are meant to move and they're meant to claim their inner feminine. I always joke, like claim their inner vaginas, pussies, like they're meant to be in that flow. And yet I think they're made fun of more than women, right? Mm -hmm. For dancing, expressing feelings, talking too much, which is why that thing started. And I love that you're so aware of like bringing men into it. Cause I think every man wants to really dance. Every person wants to dance. That's why music comes on. We start like tapping our feet. The people who, you know, I love, and I'm sure you do the same thing. Like being in a public place, like waiting in line to get food and a good song comes on and you're like, fuck it. And you just start moving. But you can really see in those moments. You're like, Oh, I look like a freak just for moving my body. Mm -hmm. Everyone else in here would be too terrified to actually, yeah, you know, start, not everyone. That's what I kind of love about like a lot of other cultures other than a lot of us white uptight people is like they seem to have kept their movement and their soul almost a little more like there really does feel like a, an uptight white disease in many ways, even though it's not really about color. It's like this mm-hmm. tightness of like you got to do it like this. And hey, you know, you wave to yeah. your neighbors. You're like, I don't, you know, I don't do anything crazy. All right, bye. Have a good day at work. You know? And it's <laughs> exactly. like, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, you get up, you go to Starbucks, you get in your car, you drive to work, you sit in the desk. Like there's all these like boxes yeah. that you have to like sit in and follow through. And that's why this, that the aspect of my work that I feel like I'm super pumped about right now and that's coming out more is I've been, I've been having these opportunities of leading dance breaks, let's say, in a group where people have been sitting for hours at a conference and it's time to get up and take a dance break, right? And um, Or like sometimes when I'm in public and I do random things, right? But it's like there's this 
process of like me standing up and being like, okay, I'm in my body. Here we go. There's some music. I want you guys to stand up as uncomfortable as this is going to be. And like that process of once people have that sense of permission, like, oh, this is okay. I can move my body. Like it's amazing what can open up and the level of energy that shifts and there's smiles and there's opening and there's like you can feel like a palpable shift in the yeah. energy when people give themselves permission to move. And yeah. so I'm, yeah, it's I'm like, like electric. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So and I think it takes that that spark that like you said, like the one person online at the grocery store that just starts jamming like it can be contagious. Mm-hmm. There needs to be that one person that has the courage to to start it up and yeah. and to be like I'm gonna be willing to maybe look like an idiot right now or at least that's what my mind is telling me yeah but my body is telling me that like it wants to move so why not listen to it yes exactly wow. listening to your body yeah and like being the free people that's why the dance party I have is called break free it's like break out of that fucking prison of like don't move don't yeah, move like this is what you should be like yeah and this also ties into like what we were what we were talking about I feel like it's very much masculine and feminine energy right because we I mean and we're, we're talking very in these loose terms of man and woman and there's you know, there's male bodied figures who identify as women and vice versa, right? There's so many different expressions of gender and all of that. And when it comes down to it, like there's these, there's these masculine and feminine energies that we all have some level within us. And I think dance can be a way too, where we can, you know, so many women, if we want to go on that side of the coin are taught to like, I have to be pretty and I have to do. And some, in a lot of my classes, I give the prompt of like, be as weird and as ugly as you Mm. could possibly be. Like, especially when there's a lot of women in the room. Yeah. And that's so freeing. Like, I love doing that exercise because I feel like I I tend to be like, I have to look beautiful because I'm dancing. Yeah. Right. And so like for women with dance, like who who identify on that side of the coin of like always having to look pretty or be a certain way, mm. you can find that like badass yes. fucking. Collie like. Yeah. Yes, just like. Go primal faces like yes. getting raw getting dirty yes that, that part right and like for men I think like that too can be really healing for them as Maybe long as they don't kick a calf as long as they don't <laughs> yeah. kick, exactly and like those kind of men who are like just wild and like kicking yeah. it all but the his time, didn't probably that guy didn't feel direction. like dancing that guy it's like he was almost too scared to flow flow and went into these like angry jerky movements that I honestly wouldn't call dancing I know that's like well, how can you determine that? But it felt more like this, like punching release in the air, yeah. like air karate. Yeah, for real. Like, it, like he didn't know how to yet feel completely vulnerable in the dance, and yeah. that's why that and happened. He wasn't connected to his body yeah. either, because we can move. And believe me, yes. I know this because all the years that I did ballet, I was not connected to my body. It was my mind telling my body what to do, and looking in the mirror and making sure I did it right, and being yeah. so disconnected, but trying to follow these things that sometimes like or our body just like takes over and does this like we're not integrated with it or connect you know most of us aren't in touch with our bodies and that's what I think you know on the deepest level awakening and waking up enlightenment it, it you can't do it without coming back into your body and most of us are avoiding that because that's where the scene of the crime took place, right? Yeah. It's like we want to escape the uncomfortable feelings and yeah. but at the end of the day if you only know it in your head, it's not embodied. It, does, it means shit. That's when you have like yeah. that, the guy, the Bikram yoga dude that we talked about. Like that's when you have people saying things that sound really good, but like, are they walking the path? And it's not even to judge, right? Because everyone's allowed to do whatever they want. But like, at least for me, I want to be in my body. I want to be vulnerable, even though it fucking sucks some days when I'm like feeling rejected or like a loser or hateful or whatever uncomfortable thing has come up you almost want to check out but you're like there's no real escape we, we talked about this too it's like when you're on the waking up spiritual path there are some days where like oh can I go back to sleep and then you're like that wasn't any better mm-hmm. I wasn't just as much pain I just was even more like walking in the dark exactly yeah there's this, the, the thought that's coming up. I took an acting class years ago with this woman, Carol Fox Prescott, who's amazing. And she said, and I don't know if this is something that she invented or this is something that people throw around in the acting world, but she would say, the only way out is through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
oh my God, that's everything, you know? And it's just like, we skirt around the feelings and the like really facing our shit and like being like, right. Cause our bodies hold the emotions and like, yeah. it's so easy to, to numb out in all these ways and try to avoid it. But then when you sink into being like, the only way out is through, I got to feel this shit. I got to move it through my body so that I can release it and allow new things to come in. Right. And like get into that cycle but otherwise, it's it's totally blocking it. <sighs> yeah, no, it's just bringing up where I'm like, as you say it, I can start to feel some of the uncomfortable things I've been feeling. And it's just like, I, I asked my healer slash therapist recently, I, th- I guess it was like yesterday. I was like, is it always this hard? You know, like, because a lot of, I'm, you know, I'm in the, a school that brings up the depths. And I was like, man, you know, like, is it always going to be like this? And she really was saying like, no, it's not like, like, I think you have to process. And when you waken up to these things, like, it's like when the dams first released, you know, it it can be really intense. But I think the point is not to always feel that, quote unquote, bad. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we will always have suffering Mm -hmm. to a point. But I think like, you do get through it and, and things you learn some lessons and then something else does shift. And I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And man, trying to, f- we, let's talk about this too. Like, you know, being in love is one of the toughest things to open up to. I think that's something that men and women alike. I really want to stress that, that men care just as much as women. I'm on to you guys now. Okay. <laughs> I've cracked the case and you guys care just as much as us. And we were even saying like, just turn on the radio, right? It's like everyone's singing about love or heartbreak. Everyone. Of course, they'll have a random song that's like about totally something else. Great, great, great. But And they're great too. Like I love Imagine Dragons. They do a lot of like spiritual yeah, like waking Thunder up song. yes Thunder. Sia Thunder. Can, does she does love songs and I feel like she also does really like empowering mm-hmm. things so not everyone yeah. but you know that love is something we're all really striving for but to like really first of all you don't even have to really go for it to be hurt from love I think most of us mm-hmm. go to bed at night you know thinking about the person we want to be with or I don't know like I just feel like we also need to really include how much being in love brings up and and the feelings of wanting love, even if you're not in love. But like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why Tinder, OkCupid, all these apps are so huge. And it's not, we all like, especially dudes, but like we all play, no girls too. We play it off like, oh, I just want to, I want to just have sex. It's like, no, you, we all want to be loved. What are you talking? No baby pops out like fucking, like <laughs> we all like fucking, but you know what I mean? Like we want nurture. We want to be understood. We want connection and like, I just feel like a lot of people on the spiritual path almost are like allergic to this thought of being madly in love. Mm. And I don't think, I don't think it's because they're spiritual. I think it's because we've almost all of us have been so deeply hurt at some point, Mm -hmm. even if it's high school where you're just like, yeah, fuck this, never doing this again. And uh, I'm at a point where it's like, you got to feel the discomfort, even if it's like starting to express um, yourself and, telling the person how you feel. And once again, even if you get rejected, it's not real rejection because no one can actually take away who you are and what your worth is. That rejection is almost an illusion. Like, oh my God, I'm such a loser. Why? Because you were brave? Because you said how you feel? Like, how is that? Like, that's the illusion is like being brave is sucking it in, not saying the pain you're in. Yeah, That's a spiritual bypass. And I'm just like, just be who you are. You don't have to blame the other person. But like, you're allowed to just be like, this is me. Mm -hmm. Even at work, if someone hurts you, like, I would fucking say it to them. Like, yo, dude, it really hurt my feelings when you talked over me at the meeting or like, whatever. Like, we're just all walking around keeping our shit in. Yeah, I know. We got to let it out. And that it's it's like coming full circle to what we started talking about. I love when things come full circle. Yes. At the beginning of the podcast of this, like how necessary it is to just have a place to to let stuff out. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about the dancer I love. Okay, so here's there's this. um, So I'm just a big fan of these dancing 
um, these choreographed dances on YouTube. And I guess the studio you were saying, it says like it's unity. That, that millennium dance complex in LA. Yes. You'll, you'll know it by the red walls. And I'm obsessed <laughs> with this guy, not in any kind of way where I want to have sex with him. Um, it, it's, there's something about the way he dances. It's a man just claiming the feminine. Cause I'm actually not sexually attracted to him, but like there's the, the one video you have to check out. His name's Hamilton Evans. Rake it up. You got to check out this choreography because the way he moves, it's like the way I want to move. Do you know what I mean? There's something and so inspiring about when someone nails a dance. And I wrote, there was a comment I wrote on Instagram. And I was like, fuck it up, fuck it up. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I hope people know that I'm not saying that sexually because there's, there's that weird line in dance. Like I can watch a man or a woman slay a fucking dance and just be like, like you said, when we were watching it, I was like, yes, yes. You know, I'm like, queen, go. Yes, slay, bitch. Like yeah. it just, it's like I start almost cheerleading it because yeah. it's like the ultimate like, fuck, yes. yes. Well, there, I was just reading this last night and I I can even look up where the article was from. I want to say the New York Times did it, but that might be false. So don't quote me on that part. But there was research done recently where they tracked people watching dance specifically to see what happened in their brain. And there was there was this mirroring thing that would happen where like you watch dance and like it's like your brain is imagining you doing it, like the emotions yes. and the physical parts of it. Like so it's like when when you that when you say that, like you're watching this dance video and you're like, that's how I want to move. Like you're by watching it, you're having a visceral experience. You're you're actually something in you is shifting just by seeing someone else's expression. Yes. And that's the other thing that I think is so fucking cool. Yeah. And this is why. This is why I, I so believe that, yes, we all need outlets, right? Mm -hmm. And like some of those outlets can be just pure like I need to cry in my room for five days. Yeah. Right. And some expressions need to be formed into art and they need to be expressed and put out there in the world because this is how we heal each other. Because my expression being out in the world is going to open up something for you and maybe that will make you cry and that's really what you needed to do and you've been avoiding it. Or maybe that will make you be like, oh, fuck, I wanted, I've been wanting to dance. I'm going to go to that class that I keep putting off. Or, yeah. or you'll just sit there and like you'll have, you know, and... I, I love talking about this and I'm like jumping up and down right now on the bed yeah. as I'm talking about it because like this is the part that I I didn't know back in the day when I was a ballerina. I was just like this. I dance. I follow someone else's choreography and I do it and that's what I do and this isn't going to help anyone and I might as well quit because whatever. And then... And my boobs are too big for ballet and I have thunder thighs according to different Which is people. insane. That but was that, what, what was like happening. hot bodies are like body shamed in ballet yeah. and gymnastics. Yeah, totally not okay. And then, uh, and then later, like now coming to where I am now and having, like I had to leave the dance world to discover these things. But it's like, oh, so you mean all along actually dance dance itself just as just as an art form can be healing and helpful for people yeah. you don't have to add anything to it you don't have to like teach anything after it's literally just that pure expression of someone's body and soul coming to life in that way can give you know yes. it's like it's a transformative experience to watch that and that's like uh, you know no, I Why get it. I like I was telling you, you know, when, when I have my depressed days, I'll often go and check out a bunch of dancers from that place because, you know, the music plus the choreography, just watching it does yeah. infuse me with this energy. And I do also hopefully want to have a studio where I could also dance and not just watch it on YouTube, yeah. you know, <laughs> totally. you all, I also want to do the motions, but like, you know, oftentimes I'll get up and like go in front of my mirror and like, just, you know, not memorize their choreography perfectly, but I'll just be like yeah. going with it. Your version of God, I love dancing in front of the mirror. I did it last night for 10 minutes. So full in that I, I sat, I laid back down on my bed and I was like out of breath. I was like, all right. You know, like yeah, I was like, I did that. Great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love dancing. Hashtag dance breaks. Um, I'm trying to think. What I, we talked about so much before we started, and now I'm like, <laughs> wait, what do we want to get into? Some of it was like too personal. Well, that's another thing. I well, we can talk about. Well, I'll explain. Uh, <laughs> uh -oh. I've really been wanting to because I'm someone who's always shared a lot, but as I've done my healing work, I've been really cautious 
of myself of not invading my own privacy, which is da, 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 the name of the podcast. But for real, like, because I almost feel guilty not like sharing every single thing on yeah. like to everyone else and just really allowing really myself. Yeah, I'm like, no, you're allowed to have, and they're not necessarily secrets. Because I used to think like, I'm, I'm a liar, I'm keeping things. And I'm like, no, you're allowed to have things that like are for you or just a couple friends or just private. And it's just so funny because it sounds so obvious. But I think a lot of us feel this like, oh, I need to share this thing. And it's been interesting. Like I've had friends recently, you know, expect me to share more in a sense. and And then I don't you can almost tell they're like huh and it just shows me I'm like oh yeah I used to share everything mm-hmm. which is kind of about a story that we were talking about before like I think I really overly exposed myself um yeah as a way I don't know it was an interesting defense it's like oh here I showed you so much so now you're gonna yeah stay away yeah it's yeah it's interesting yeah with the sharing thing because I I definitely relate. And I think it's in the context of love and relationships like we were talking about. I think it's, you know, it's one thing. And that's, I think, what we were talking about earlier, right? That like vulnerability of just like totally putting it all out there. And then that other person is like, okay, they're going to choose what they do with it. Yeah. And, And then in the context of, you know, of creative work or healing work that we do, you know, how much of our selves in our story do yeah. we expose like what's the line and I had this ex- the last few months for me have been have been pretty rough personally without getting into too much detail <laughs> but like going through some serious yeah. shit with like you know my family having serious illnesses and all kinds of stuff and um and I I, I write a weekly blog called creative Fridays and I've it's something for the last like almost six years now I think I've been like just very like I do it every week, you know, and um, and there were these like <laughs> Sasha, my my um, manager, assistant, amazing person who does a lot of the back end stuff for me. She was like, um, it was like the third week in a row. And she's like, just take a look at the like headlines of your last three blog posts. And every one of them either had the word mess or shit in it. And <laughs> she was like you know, I know you're going through stuff and you might want to just tone it down a little bit because you are, you know what I mean? Like a professional and like in the context of like, and this is where like my, my life as like a health and life coach, which is, that's the part that's transitioning right now because I'm doing a lot more of the artistic stuff and a lot more stuff like with yeah. On stage and big groups of people versus the one-on-one coaching. I think the one-on-one thing will always be somehow a part of my career. But in any case, I was like, I had that in that context being like, did I overshare? Like I was really, I'm, I really commit to being authentic. Like I, I, I feel like, and I, yeah. I, I have a feeling you're similar in this way where it's like, if I'm not being me, yes. then I'm just like, I'm a phony and I'm a fraud and I might as well just not do anything because it's like, I need, yeah. there's this part of me that needs to share it but yeah but it was like it was like I get it a few weeks in a row where I was just like um I have on my website I have a blog and I and I went over a little bit I was like Jesus Christ Kate like you're sharing too much and and yet and yet a part of me is like well I want to like I'm an artist and I want to get my stuff out and I want other people to know they're not alone and they're crazy so it's like I, I had a reaction when you said that like but two ways where I was like you get to say mess and shit as much as you want it's honest But then there's another part where it's like, well, maybe you are, maybe, maybe not oversharing. And it's such an interesting balance that only you can like feel for yourself. And it's been, it's been interesting, especially I told, so I recorded my, my labia game single yesterday and it was an amazing experience. Like it was definitely one of those moments where I was like, okay, a dream's being realized. Like I'm actually doing what I envisioned and like that was huge. And then I had a whole other reaction where I felt like I was exposing so much of myself in a way because mm-hmm. the lyrics are comedy lyrics. Like they're definitely meant in a light of like ridiculousness. Like I like my dick fresh right out the hot oven. Come inside me. Let's start a cock coven. Like I don't even know what that means. You know what I mean? Like what is a cock coven? You know, like you can make up funny metaphors, of course. But like it's it's. It was meant in a funny way. While there's some funny truth in it, like humping couches since three, like definitely claiming my inner proud, feminine, sexual energy, of course. But like, it's a pretty aggressive, ridiculous out there song. 
and recording it professionally brought up a lot of fear of like, oh my God, like are people going to think like, this is me? Like that's just like yeah. a flat me? Like are they going to realize? Because I, I'm a healer before I'm anything else. That's how I feel. Not not a mother, but like job wise, I, I feel like I'm a healer first. And I was like, man, like are people going to think, oh, she can't be a healer and rap about her vagina and turning men's penises into pussies. Like, and ultimately I don't have control over how people are going to interpret and take it. But I didn't expect these intense waves of fear. I felt like I was being seen in a way that I didn't know if I wanted the world to see me. Cause it's like a very like, here's my sexuality, like rawr, you know? And, and I suddenly was like, oh my God, I want to be way more private in a sense, but this is my art, right? Like this isn't, it's, it's a weird thing putting your art out there, but then also being like, there are boundaries to it, but it's, I don't know it yet, but it's definitely, it's a hard fucking dance. Yeah. I think about this a lot. It's that it's the combo of being artist and healer slash healer, teacher, coach, whatever, right? Whatever your version of healer is. And I think there's a lot of us out there that are, or I'm, I'm meeting more and more of us, yes. I find, that are trying to balance, or not even I, I, the word balance, but yeah, like what's what's the line of sharing yourself? And I, I do feel in the world of social media and very much in like the coaching world and the spiritual world where everybody's posting pictures of themselves, like drinking mojitos by the pool because they get to work from wherever they want and they have this luscious life and everything's just great. You know, it's like, I think it's so important for us to be sharing what's real and to be like, actually, here's a picture of me like falling apart on my bed (laughs) today because I couldn't get out of bed or right, whatever it is. But like, or at least just like being real element in because it's, and the more people who are getting into this world and like in the beginning, it's like, it's like, yes, oh my God, I'm finally connecting to myself. I'm finally, you know, found a profession that I could do. And then you start seeing all these like Instagram stars that are telling you, you know, you should be making $10,000 a day sitting by the pool. Like, wait, what's going on? Like, are these real people? Like how, like, so I think bringing that element of authenticity is like more important than ever these days with social media. And maybe that's why, I don't know, maybe that's why it brings up stuff in us where it's like, wow, am I really going to share this? Because we're not putting up a front that's saying, I got all my shit together all the time and this is who I am and this is my message and her, right? Like, it's like that very like put together almost trying too hard in the other direction way, which, you know, is not uh, what... Well, it's not, it's not attainable for anyone really. Right. I mean, I guess if you've done a ton and ton of spiritual work, then of course I'm sure it gets way smoother, but like even then there's there's a way to talk. Like Like, there are definitely, you know, I I, I don't mean to make fun, but there's just certain spiritual accents almost of like, hello, hi. It's like monotone. It's, you know, and I think for me, at least the healing work is like becoming more human Yes. But human means having your crazy moments, texting too much, and then giving yourself forgiveness there, or not being able to engage anymore yes. and being like, that's okay. I can't, you know, sometimes we need to disconnect and that's our humanness and that's okay. And like sometimes we have our crazy moments where we look like the clingy person or whatever it is we're trying to not be, right? God forbid. And it's like, I think the humanist comes in of like, no, we're all still that girl or that guy. We're still the kids in middle school that are so terrified of being publicly humiliated or, you know, crying in public when you get dumped or um, being at a party and having someone make fun of you and you have to like laugh along with it to look like it didn't (laughs) hurt. You know, like we all have these collective fears. And as soon as we can start like really being honest of just like, no, this shit hurts me. Like, even I'm sure work situations, like I remember when I had the more typical work thing, like I remember when you're in like a group of people and someone says something like not nice, but they're almost unconscious to it. Like, you know, it's so rare for you to be able to say in a group, like, actually, Cindy, that hurt. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think we just are also scared of showing yeah, what it means to be human. We're fucking like, that's why I love looking at the animal kingdom is like, they're just fearlessly, 
themselves. Cats and dogs love to be pet. They have like territorial things. I want a puppy so bad. Oh, you should get a puppy soon then. (laughs) Yeah. I just love like it's like like in the animal kingdom you have alphas. And I'm not saying that we should do wars for like that. But I'm saying like people defend their territory or their partners or whoever. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay to be like a little girl. And that's what I loved about, in a sense, labia game. It's like such an honest, like whether it's true or not. Cause in it, it's basically me being like, I got the best pussy in the world. You know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking know. Like how do I only know my vagina? So I don't know. I think it's a great one. I've heard good things, but I'm not really trying to test and meter it against other people's. It's about claiming that territorial sexual collie. I'm going to say demon, but I don't really mean demon. It's like, This place that's like, I think I got the best pussy. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my man. It's like this thing that we all have that we're not supposed to say. Like, we are all fucking jealous. When when there's a person we really like or really love, who doesn't get? Like, that's the one thing about spiritual community that bugs me a bit. It's like, we're all supposed to just be like, oh, but we we all get along. (laughs) And it's like, no, you're allowed to like have feelings of like, disgust or annoyance it doesn't mean you act on them you can still be nice to that person and laugh at the waves coming up but like I'm just not about like let it go let your jealousy go it's like or just be like yeah I get fucking rageful who cares and own it and that's what I love about not own it where you kick a calf (laughs) own it in a in a way where you respect people's space yes but you know and don't injure people but I I love I love the labia game rap that I, I got to hear it, everyone. Yes. I got to hear it before the podcast. It was amazing. Um, what I love about it is that you are really owning that raw, real, that, yeah. you know, it's like that, don't fuck with me. And yeah. and that's something that like, what, like when I hear your rap, it's the same experience that you have describing that dance video. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Yes. I want to own my <laughs> shit like that. I yes. want to get like, you know, like allow myself to get pissed off more and allow myself to really, you know, channel that kind of energy. And I think that's why, that's why it's so important for you to do it is because you giving yourself a voice there is going to give other people their voice, other women, especially in this context, right? A voice to be like, yeah, fuck yeah. I do feel like this. Yeah. Well, that's That's why I'm a big fan of Nicki Minaj and Eminem and others, but I'm going to bring them in because, you know, for a specific reason, because I think, I think they both have a certain rage and aggression they're able to channel that a lot of other, there are a bunch of rappers that can get the channel going, but, but they, for me at least, like, okay, for, for Eminem, he even has lyrics where he's like, you're mad at me for saying what you're thinking, you know? And then Nikki, she'll just say the fucking rawest shit. And I know I did a little bit of the rap before, but when she's like, brought out the pink Lamborghini just to race with China, brought the wraith to China just to race in China. Like, she has this, like, fucking, like, she literally goes, little bad Trini bitch, but she mixed with China, real thick vagina, smuggled bricks to China. Like, I'm like, who says that? Do you know what I mean, though? Like, this yeah. is her friend, and she's saying real thick vagina. Like, like, I'm just like, what? Like, I'm almost, like, blown away in a good way where I'm like, what? Like, it's that thing again where she just finds her inner, like, fucking fire and breathes that dragon out. And it's like, we all want to channel this shit but most of us are still stuck in like oh I got to be polite and well liked god forbid someone see a side of me that looks ugly or crazy or angry and it's like but we all have those and when you try to just push it down push it down it erupts either physically Mm -hmm. you know you can actually get things in your body um and they're all you know different kinds of things you can get or you'll have the actual breakdown at work or somewhere There's this one video you guys have to check out. I'm, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called Winnebago Man. No, I haven't seen it. It's this guy, and I guess it's like his company, and he's like trying to do the commercial for it, and he just is having like breakdown after breakdown, <laughs> you know? Like he'll be trying to do the commercial, and then like flies will come in, and be like, oh, fucking flies, you know? Like, and like on one hand, I'm laughing at him, and on the other hand, I'm relating. Like, how many of us have been like in yeah. traffic and like, we're about to get the green light and then we miss it again. And we're like, motherfucker, I'll kill some, you know, like we all have that. And yet, like, if God forbid we let that out in yeah. public, yeah. then we're ostracized. Exactly. Like even mental asylums. And I know back in the day it was like 
way a worse thing for women, right? Where it's like, if you were an emotional woman, you could get admitted and even electroshock mm-hmm. therapy. But like, I often think I'm like, as a joke, I'm like, I'm one step away from a mental asylum. Like, like the way I talk, like, I'm just like, and now I'm talking to fairies and I opened up to this dimension. Oh, now I'm feeling vulnerable. And you know, it's like, it's like sometimes that awakened path of claiming yourself is almost so close to looking insane. And you have to really walk a careful line of like, being perfectly nuts in yes, a sense where you're like absolutely. grounded enough to then go up into those heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. But if you're not grounded, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's so, and like, as we're talking about all this and like these, like, you know, more extreme examples, right. Of like, like those lyrics of Nicki Minaj or your lyrics in your song, right. Where it's like, I'm really going to say this shit about vaginas or whatever it is. And I had yeah. this experience like with eating an apple where I questioned it. And I was really? like, is it okay? Like, I, I made this video. It was it was also a video for that retreat that I mentioned earlier. And I decided I was literally eating an apple when I was going to flip up my my thing and like make the video and talk about it. And I was like, I'm going to eat an apple. And like, so I had like my two in the apple. I'm like, hey, guys, Jess, whatever. Da, da. And I do this thing with the apple. And it's it's kind of funny. But like, it was just like, it was like authentic for me. And I edited it, put it into the video. And um, and I got the initial feedback. And I, I shared it. And I got this feedback Um from someone who works with me actually saying like, you know, I thought you were going to go for more of the angle of just really speaking from a deep place because this is really powerful work. And it's like, you know, you're asking someone to pay you $500 to do an experience with you, but you're, but you're like eating an apple and it almost seems like I'm not going to take you as seriously. And I was like, oh no. And then I got in my head and I was like, wait, maybe, maybe she's right. Maybe I'm not, but I, you know, and they're like, the work that I do is really fucking deep and we're going to cry and you're going to get to like your soul and you're going to express it through your body and all of that. And we're going to laugh and there's like, and we're human and that's the thing. And, And I actually posted on Facebook today, just be like, hey, I would love like just like the hive thoughts on like, mixing these two things and I brought up the thing about the video and um you know if eating an apple brings that up in me like like imagine like the more that we as artists want to express these things right like that's gonna keep coming up and it's now I'm having this moment about eating an apple and like the whole like yeah Adam and Eve thing and eating the apple Mm. and like oh yeah like right yeah no totally like original sin sexuality like just actually entering manifested reality and what that really means because manifested reality is the meeting of our godlike beings, right? These impersonal things as these also animals Mm -hmm. and the shame we have over desires and shame over eating a flake. I literally had shame over eating an apple on video. This is fucking crazy. I'm just realizing this connection right now. I want to eat an apple on video all the time. There we go. You're only going to see, she'll (laughs) only do videos if an apple's present. Do you hear that everybody? (laughs) Do not fuck with her or her apples. Um, I want to talk real quick. Yeah, let's talk real quick. Let's get into it. Um, we don't have too much time about it. But so Jess released this amazing. So I hope it's okay to talk about the video. Yeah, yeah. Um, this amazing video on YouTube. And I think you released it on Facebook as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called, by the way? Like, what's the title if they the want to check OA it out? The OA Flash Mob. So, so. Jess and I both loved the OA. I'm sure there's another season coming. It, I ho- yeah. Okay, good. Because I'm like fucking words. ready. And um, Jess memorized the dance from it. That's like a very important, amazing dance. And you went and did it at the Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. Kind of signifying, though, us actually coming together in love and connection and kind of trying to put that energy into the whole thing. And you started getting a lot of really negative YouTube comments that were insane. Yeah. It was the kind of thing where my friends Eduardo and Ashley posted on Facebook, like right in the height of when the OA was like really happening. And I just watched it and they were like, would anyone want to do a flash mob? And I was like, I would. And they're like, great, you can learn the dance. You're a dancer. Like you learn the movement. So I kind of got nominated to like (laughs) learn the movements, teach them and like lead this thing. Um, And the video... Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing experience altogether putting it together. It brought so many great people together. And we were like, we're we're doing it to spread love and to like, you know, with like kind of and also casting out evil spells that might be happening right now in our country. And um, the video basically got like it 
went viral and got torn apart um as much as you know there was a lot of love for yeah. it too and i mean on on facebook like the people that it circulated through via facebook that were you know was so much of like wow i cried when i saw it or like there was a lot of appreciation for it youtube torn apart got some reddit thing got it on some right wing some sort of thing the amount of negative, hateful, hurtful comments that came through on that video. And they're still coming through. And I just have stopped reading the comments. There's like, I think it's like almost 50,000 views at this wow. point. Wow. Congrats, though. And thanks. You know, I never expected it for like this. Like I've been making dance videos like for a long time. And I'm like, and now I do this thing and then it goes crazy. And then all these people fucking hate it. But it was a great experience. I'm sure so many more people love it. Right. And then we end up accidentally focusing on there and I get it because I do the same thing but like really trying to come back to remembering that most of the people watching it are probably so digging it but Jess was telling me like one of the videos was like threatening to shoot you essentially right there was like yeah it was like where's a Mack truck when you need one or like doesn't doesn't she get shot in the video like maybe you should recreate that part someone actually because when this started happening and they started really piling in I disabled comments for like an hour and within that hour someone commented on another video of mine on like a flash dance video and said you should have been aborted and and you know and as ridiculous as that is and I can like say that now and laugh at the time it was so hurtful like I was like this person thinks that I should have never been born <laughs> and thinks that my flash dance tutorial is bullshit and it stirred I, up so much emotion oh, from people it was pretty crazy crazy but what we were saying too is like you know people forget that there's an actual human on the other side of that YouTube comment And I think a lot of these, I think it was mostly men making the death threats. And, um, but I think a a lot of times these men think that like, it's, it's a joke. Like, I think they, I, I'm sure some are really psycho and would love to murder a person or whatever. But like, I think a lot of them are just like, like the, she should, didn't she get shot at the end of the video? She should too. Like, I'm sure that's a person thinking like, oh, that was a witty, you know? And on one hand you could be like, okay, that's kind of like, but it's not even funny because you're like. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's like we forget that these quote unquote jokes when you're actually like threatening a person's life, it's not a fucking joke. And I think, you know, a lot of us need to realize because women are guilty of this, too. I've seen people make like really insensitive jokes publicly, sometimes at me. And everyone just laughs along with it because it's like that high school mentality. It's like, who's going to really stand up and say, actually, that was really hurtful. That wasn't nice. And most of us are almost too scared to say it because then we'll become the target of that bullying. But like, there's definitely a time now where we need to start like either realizing that your jokes are not funny when they involve hurting a person. You can be funny without taking someone down and also like testing out standing up for someone and like saying, no, that was hacky. Your joke about women being stupid. Actually, I'm not going to laugh at that. It's, it's yeah, awful it's and it's outdated. Yeah. Next. And I think like, we just need to start really thinking about what we're laughing at and accepting and starting to, in a sense, kind of collectively get a backbone, but collectively. Mm-hmm. And it's funny we're talking about backbone. Cause it's like, those people probably think that's what it means to have a backbone. Mm-hmm. But that's not, that's just attacking. And I think we need to start being like, yeah, standing up for ourselves or our friends and just saying like, yo, that's fucking not cool. Yeah. Because they're all hunched over, like their backbones are literally hunched over by their laptop. Yes. Typing away or on their phones, like. These really nasty things. Because they can't say probably to their wives or whoever they're being bullied That's like the unhealthy outlet of like, let me just. Get a blog. Over someone's Get a blog, people. If, yeah. Well, everyone should probably be writing. The art teacher comes in right there. Yeah. Everyone actually get a blog. But everyone like, start a blog. Yeah, start a blog. <laughs> start everyone. a blog tomorrow. Send but, it to um, us. Well, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. This is so much fun. Thanks Where for can people me. find you? Um, you could find me on Instagram at Jess Grippo, J E S S G R I P P O. Um, on YouTube, as mentioned, you could just search for my name, I guess. and Hit like, get, positive comments. Positive comments on the OA video if you happen to go on there. If you have nothing nice to say, you don't have to say or it just, at like, all. read the negative comments and laugh at them. There you go. Um, and JessGrippo.com is my website. And of course, there's if anybody is a more dance-specific person that wants to get into that yes. stuff, youcandanceagain.com. 
And yeah, that's where I live on the interwebs. Yeah. And um, definitely check her stuff out. And she posts a lot of amazing like dance videos. So it's just fun to like, yeah, it's inspiring. So definitely check her stuff out. And for me, um, November 8th is the next Dragon Sorcery. And it's part of the New York Comedy Festival. And it's getting filmed. So that's an exciting day. So uh, everyone, I would love to have you there supporting promo code DRAGON, all caps, for $10 tickets. And um, and then the other big thing is December 3rd is my album taping. There's a 7 o'clock and a 9.15 show. It's my comedy album, not my – I'm not – I don't want anyone watching my – when my <laughs> rap album gets made. That's very – I need to be by myself, kind of, you know. Okay, whatever. But, uh, yeah, December 3rd, comedy <laughs> album taping, promo WOLF, all caps – for $10 tickets. And I really would love to have you guys there. I'm trying to pack out the seven o'clock, but also the nine fifteen is wonderful too. So I hope I see you guys there and uh, yay, Jess will be there. And my website is thekatewolf.com. And thank you guys for listening. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion? Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.